Welcome back to WIC Gift Conversations. This is the podcast where we talk to staff and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're talking all about gardening and the horticulture club. Now, whether or not you might be into gardening and horticulture, it matters not, because we have two guests with us for this episode, and they are both deeply passionate about this topic. Tom Nichols is the biology teacher and he runs the Horticulture Club. He's joined by James Mallett, head gardener at the school. Together we explore what's being done for pupils at Whitgift, what the benefits are for some of the more traditional subjects when pupils enjoy the Horticulture Club, and we find out what the future is for that club. That's exactly what's in store for us today, so come with me as we meet Tom Nichols and James Mallett. Tom, James, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both doing today? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. Doing really well. Excellent. Thank you, Tom. James, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. It's very cold outside, so I'm glad to be inside in the warm. Yeah, it's it's a chilly day. Well, just for anyone listening, we're recording this on the 19th of January and right now it is cold. It is cold. Yes. So actually, here's a quick question. This time of year, to what extent do things go quieter compared to spring slash summer slash autumn? Or is it busy all year round for the pair of you? From a gardening perspective, so um, so I'm, I'm the head gardener. From a gardening perspective, the, the winter is a great time to be doing things like pruning. Um, so winter pruning of roses. We've got a lot of roses that we gift. So we're spending our time at the moment in the cold, um, pruning roses, trying to keep our hands warm. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing lots of lots of work in the gardens at the moment. Fabulous. It was great to hear that you're keeping busy. Um, Tom, just tell us what you do there for a moment, would you? Yeah, so uh, I'm a biology teacher by trade and uh, took on the Horticultural Club um, last year, uh, a year or two ago. And essentially what that is, is a, is, is a lunchtime club um, on a Thursday where pupils come off their own accord um, and we plant everything and anything we, we can and we, we try and give as much autonomy to the pupils as possible because um, ultimately we want them to really engage within horticultural and growing things um, so and I'm sure we'll allude to it later on um, James has been an absolutely uh, fantastic part of Horticulture Club this year um, because we're really trying to you know make inroads as to uh, the, the different things we can grow and, and the ideas that they're coming up with so yeah um, currently running Horticulture cultural club uh, and naturally linking it to, to to the teaching within within biology class sure okay so james it sounds like you're heavily involved in this horticulture club as well but tell us yeah. what else you do there at school um so i run um the, the gardening team so we've got lots of gardening spaces around the school site we have myself and four others um, who work in the gardens um and we um are responsible for the um, the upkeep and the development of all the garden spaces around the school site and that's the general gist of it really um and we help out with the um, the horticulture club when we can Tom, let's just jump back to you for a second. So it sounds like your main job is biology, is that right? And then Horticulture yeah. Club in, I was going to say your spare time. I mean, it's not like <laughs> teaching staff have spare time in school, but wh where is your happy place? I mean, is it is it in the lab talking biology or is it with some of the other students talking horticulture? You know what, it's, it's really funny you speak about teachers don't have spare time and because the the way that I see and, and the way I got into um, horticulture and growing things um, was exactly that. You feel like you don't have time for anything, whether it be you're a teacher or you're just a busy parent or or busy within any walk of life. And that goes all the way down to students as well. 
Um, I certainly found solace in making time to go and, as sort of James says, pr prune a few bushes or um, check on the chili plant or, you know, make sure that the, the frost from the night before hasn't ruined your tomato plant. So I think f feeling natural in both places is, is the answer, to be honest. But the, the, the time thing that you allude to, I think, is something that is, is really important, which I'm sure we'll come on to later. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy both spaces um, and, and making time for both. So tell me a little bit about the Horticulture Club then, you know, through the eyes of somebody who knows nothing at all about it. And let's imagine that I'm a parent and I'm listening to this right now. You know, how many people come along? You mentioned that it's a lunchtime club, but tell me what it actually looks like. Yeah. So, you know, speaking bigger picture, the school is absolutely fantastic for extracurricular activities and to, to be able to cater for something like Horticultural Club. I just genuinely think is incredible. Um, we run it uh, on a Thursday lunchtime. It's open to everyone from year six all the way up to sixth form. I have to be honest, it's more the junior years that, that tend to come along. But over the course of the last year or two, we've managed to gather a really good group of individuals that, and sort of core group of individuals that, um, you know, you range from realistically three or four up to ten um, and the most sort of turn, the most turnout we got was around Christmas time when we made some wreaths, um, and, we, and we got the full cohort together, which was really really nice. Um, but yeah, we run it every Thursday. Um, James and his team pop along, and you know, moving into the future, we, we we hope to build that further by maybe taking this sort of cohort of ten pupils who are engaged and interested in in, in growing all things green. You know, on on, on trips to RHS Wisley um, and or which again, I'm sure we we'll come on to. Uh, a greenhouse which is which is in the pipeline slash james's budget oh, okay right <laughs> he, he says looking around at james at the time uh, so tell me a little bit about whether whether or not this is an educational club or just for fun or is it like a bit of everything yeah i think i'll speak first and then i'm sure james will come in because i, I think i haven't got into horticulture um a couple of years back um, when I, I moved to Dorking and um, I bought a, a plot on an allotment, very lucky in that because the, the area in which Dorking is situated, it was a private allotment. You paid five pounds, and all that five pounds was paid for was um, the local guy to, to water to, to water it every year to keep up the water. Since since then, I've obviously engaged within the likes of growing things and horticultural, so on and so forth, and. When I took that over at Whitgift from an extremely experienced member of staff, Mrs. Foe Newman, who unfortunately retired last year, she was incredible in her field of, of, of horticulture. I was really coming into it as, as someone who didn't know much. And so initially it was just a case of taking over what she had already left. But then having, uh, you know, having James made contact with me and his, his um, you know, department, having seen what we were doing in a horticultural club, I would go back to your question and, and absolutely answer it with it's becoming far more educational now um, with, with James and his team being the experts we're not just using it as a, as a, as a time for pupils to engage in extracurricular activities but we're also now using it to, to educate them with regards to you know everything green mm, fantastic Tom how long have you been at school for funny you say that I mean James and I were sort of uh, talking about this before before we got onto the podcast and this is my sixth year at Whitgift I was an old boy myself so I, I joined in 2003 left in I think 2011 I've gone off to university and done the whole circle but um, uh, you know come back and taught and this is now sixth year at Whitgift. 
So how does it feel to be back as a teaching member of staff now then? Yeah, you know, there's there's two sides to it. Some of the teachers uh, that you that, that taught you back in school uh, are still knocking around. So I'm glad to have been uh, a well-behaved pupil. Otherwise, those conversations could have been a bit more awkward. But like with anything, you realise that it, it's sort of the people that make this place um, and the people really, whether it be um, a former student or a, or a former teacher or, or an old wit or whoever it may be. Um, yeah, it, it's the people around this place. So, um, yeah, uh, feel, feel at home in answer to your question. I love the way you say that they're knocking around. I'm sure you're saying that with the utmost respect for yeah, them. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, James, how long have you been there for? So I've been here for five years. Um, so... Yeah, 2018, January 2018, I started. Okay, right. And and how did you get into like the world of gardening in that case? So I used to um, help my mum in the garden at home when I was growing up. Um, and then I got a Saturday job working um, as, a, as a teenager, working at a local bedding plant nursery. Um, and I loved it. Um, I really remember the smell of the, the geraniums in the greenhouse um, um, when I used to work there. Um, so I went on to higher education college, uh, went to Rissell College to study horticulture. And then when I returned home after um, university, I fell into the into a job of um, in the property industry. I didn't get into horticulture very foolishly. And I spent the next sort of decade or so, well, a decade, just shy of a decade, um, working in various roles um, in a, as a property manager, looking after residential leasing old developments in London and then I became a bit burnt out and my mental health took a bit of a decline so I had to reevaluate um, the direction of my career um, and it was that point that I decided to change career paths and I've never really looked back really. Funny isn't it how you can have something which seems to be a major point in your life which can easily be presented as, as a real upset be actually a transforming factor into you know a new direction absolutely and i mean i think having that experience of having a job you don't like really helps you appreciate what you do like mm. um so it's been um a really positive thing for me i think the, mm. well, definitely has a, a, the career change mm. um and then from that point i um i, I got a job with a uh, garden designer maintaining and installing some really lovely gardens around the barns and richmond areas in west london and then I worked as a head gardener for a residential estate, um, again in Richmond, um, gaining some really good experience of a large um, site. And then following that, I went to work with um, a chap called Enrico Malley, who at a country club in, in Epsom. And he really opened my eyes to a new way of thinking about plants and gardens and garden design um, in general. And then I, about five years ago, I got this job at Wiggift. And it's been wonderful. Fantastic. Well, that brings us back to Whitgift then. So one of the things I asked Tom was where his happy place is, whether it's in the in the lab doing biology or horticulture club. If I asked you physically where your happy place is in the school grounds, what would you say? Where in the gardens? What's my favourite part of the gardens? Yeah. Um, I mean, that depends on the day and the time of day. We've got a beautiful water gardens. It's got a lovely view of the hills. If you go um, in there in the afternoon, you get a lovely afternoon sun on your on your face. Um, you've got the water, the birds. It's a really nice, serene sort of place to be. Um, we've got the, the, the dry garden, um, which is a garden that we put together um, a couple, about three years ago that's um, it's not been irrigated since we've um, installed it. Um, it's just um, got drought-tolerant plants. Um, I love being in there because of just what it, the challenge of um, having an unirrigated space and it's, um, it's really quite nice outside the music block. Mm. So to me, it sounds all, you know, like a beautiful place to walk through. And while that might be great for members of staff to walk through, it might be great for visitors when they come to the school. But what, what are the real benefits that we're talking about here? I guess what I'm asking is, how does this all help the students, which 
are in many ways are right at the heart of the school. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the benefits for having um, green spaces are, uh, I think, are well documented. Um, it's um, it improves your, your your well-being just being in the green space. Um, so, so by simply being in uh, in a garden with flowers and trees and greenery, um, your your mental health improves. So, I think what we what we're trying to to do is just provide a um, a backdrop for the students to have a nice place to go, nice grounds, nice mm. gardens. Mm. So how do we encourage more students? I'm not saying this is necessarily a wit gift, but generally speaking, how do we encourage young people to look up away from their phones to appreciate the beauty that's all around them, whether that's on the Whitgift site or in the local you know, National Trust property or something like that? I mean, I mean well, from uh, going back to the Horticulture Club, I mean, that's one thing we're trying to get them to, to help out um, in the wider gardens. Um, so helping them to, to plant some trees and some plants and propagate some plants with us to get a bit of ownership to the, the garden spaces. How do we get kids to stop looking at their phones and looking at the the gardens i don't know the answer to that one i'm afraid that's beyond my remit but i think getting kids engaged in gardening but getting outside putting some plants in the ground nurturing them i think is 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 i mean that's got to be a good thing um mm. to to be doing with your time now, Tom, you're in a, a in a great position of being able to be involved in the Horticulture Club, but also be in a teaching position in school. So you're seeing children in two different capacities. How do you see them being in one capacity versus the other? And, you know, I'm wondering to what extent the Horticulture Club might help them when they're in class. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And I guess just to start by echoing what, what James was saying, I think in actual fact, he, he answered it in terms of how you get pupils off your phones is to engage with nature that that is how you do that first and foremost um with with regards to seeing pupils outside of a natural classroom environment of those four walls that you would naturally see them in um it adds a, a massive layer to the student teacher relationship um i think it's so so important and i know um chris ramsey the headmaster is really keen on support staff getting involved with uh with students you know teachers are able to do that on a daily basis through activities like the horticultural club and and like extracurricular extracurricular sport on on saturdays and lots of avenues but where we're really looking at as a school recently is like i say is through the support staff and, and through teams like like james's so yeah i i think it adds a fundamental layer to just the human aspect of 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 people being able to learn different things from the pupils for example what one of the when we're out at horticultural club on a thursday you just end up having conversations with pupils i now know that you know <laughs> what my pupils' parents do for livings, you know, and and it's incredible to talk to them. I know, um, you know, I know that one of them has a family abroad in Spain, and how the horticulture that out in a different country is totally different. These conversations just flow and happen naturally because you're out in the environment. There are no phones, there is no space for technology, and it really takes you back to that sort of human instinct um, where uh, conversation is so important. Um, and I think that's that that. Yeah, yeah, that really is the basis of it. Tell me more about that, Tom. How important do you think it is that we do spend time without technology, which always seems to be in our pockets in one form or another? But how do we go about appreciating nature more and switching away from technology? Yeah, again, to, to echo what James said, is that it's about engaging people, whether that be a young person or whether that be a person um, who is retired. You know, my, my nan, for example, she is... 86 
uh, and she's a y very young 86 because I know that she uh, keeps her garden to, you know, to holds it to such high regard. But the, with the younger years, obviously the younger generation is much harder to engage with something like uh, horticulture because it takes time. Uh, and seeing the growth of an organism and, and linking it back to biology is something that you have to develop patience for. But what's great about it is that you learn traits and values like trial and error, as James will tell you, um, you know, to, to propagate something from a, a cutting is not an easy, is not as e an easy feat. Um, it was only last week, last Thursday, James was telling me how easy it is to propagate rosemary from a cutting. And I said to James, I've never been able to do that. <laughs> I'm useless at doing cuttings. So yeah, I, I think it's massively important and you can get so much learning and values out of um, nature. Um, but really what it's about is engaging people first and then the values and the lessons will come later. So talk me through then what kind of things happen within Horticulture Club and not just what happens in January and cold winter times, but also how different that is to summertime. Yeah, I'll sort of pass pass on to James in a moment but specifically within the horticultural club you know we've we've grown everything from peas um garlic jerusalem artichokes potatoes um broccoli cauliflower we, all, all sorts to more recently within horticultural club uh, you know more um seasonal vegetables brussels sprouts for christmas and, and like i alluded to earlier we, we made some wreaths which was uh sydney's idea which was um one of james's members of his department to make some uh, to make some wreaths christmas wreaths and we, and we collected all of the foliage from around the school and it was something um that i, I thought was absolutely fantastic um mm. so at, at the moment in terms of Every Thursday, we're trying to become more organised with what we're doing because now with me having run this for a year or two now and, and having James on board, we're having far more of a better direction in where we're going. And it's not just growing things. It's, it's, it's like you say, trying to bring in those teachings as well. James, anything more to add to that? Absolutely. I mean, we, we try to um, plan our work in the garden around um, how we can get the kids involved um, on a Thursday afternoon um, with the horticulture club. So if we do some tree planting, we'll save that um, for um, the horticulture club to get involved in. We did a large planting project outside the lower school. Um, and on a Thursday afternoon, we invited um, the kids to um, come and help us plant with the, the gardening team. And we had a massive uptake just because it was very, it was a very, it was right in front of the lower school where the, the students were, um, were, were playing at, uh, at lunchtime. And so many people wanted to get involved and just plant a couple of plants. Um, and like um, Tom was saying, we, you, you end up having these really lovely conversations with, with, with us, with the, the we're, we're support staff. Um, and we don't really get to speak to um, a lot of the students on our day to day job. Um, so it was a really nice opportunity for us to um, have um, conversations with them about gardening, about what we're doing. Um, and it just gets the whole community feel of, 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 of Whitgift um, to its heart. And I think um, that's one of the things that makes Whitgift such a, a nice place, I think, is the, the real community aspect of, um, of, of, of being here. Well, it's great to hear all of this excitement about the Horticulture Club. Tell me what's going to happen in the future. I mean, is it going to carry on growing like this? Oh, I certainly hope so. Um, I, I will pass to Tom in, in a sec. But um, I think for the few, from, from our perspective, we would really like the students to be more involved with propagating plants, the plants on site, um, and um, be more involved in um, the garden spaces to get a bit of ownership. Tom got a list of things we want to be planting for, um, for the forthcoming year. 
lots of um, we've been asked we've been um, asking the students um, last week what kind of things do they want to be growing so we want to give them ownership as to what they want to be growing themselves so that's how I see the and the general direction yeah and I guess just to you know f- follow on from that the, the, the two sort of main things uh, as I spoke about earlier is I would I would love to get these pupils outside the the walls of Whitgift and experience horticulture in the likes of RHS Wisley um, and and spaces where we can, you know, continue to um, pick their brains from from other experts. And then the other sort of big thing, which like I spoke about at the start, is is the greenhouse. We don't currently have a greenhouse uh, at Whitgift and something so simple, um, yet I think will be so beneficial. Um, It will be a massive step for, for, for Horticultural Club and the students here. Fantastic. Well, I'm keeping an eye on time, gents. We're going to need to bring this to a close in a minute. But let's just last question here. Let's just imagine that if I was a parent and maybe uh, I wanted to talk to my son about this and encourage him to come along to the Horticulture Club. What should I tell him to do? Where should I tell him to go if he doesn't know anything about it? So the very raw details are every Thursday, A or B week, uh, we are in the chess quad um, 1.30 till 2pm. And even if it's just a case of getting you know, a bit of fresh air for half an hour, or if it's a case of asking a, a, a bursting question as to how to grow a chili plant or whatever it might be, there will both be myself and a, a range of uh, gardening experts from, from James's team. And typically, um, you know, there'll be anything from three up to about 10 pupils. And that, and that does range from lower school pupils to upper school pupils, which I think we've got a nice demographic of now. And do people need to sign up in advance or pay for this or can they just turn up? No, 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 absolutely not. No, it's it just just turn up, uh, like I said, on a Thursday lunchtime, A or B week, one thirty, completely free uh, and, and just enjoy the time, space and time in nature. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Tom Nichols and James Mallett, thank you both for being here today. Thanks for giving up your time and talking to us about the Horticulture Club. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Simon. Thank you. So that was Tom Nichols and James Mallett talking all about gardening at school and the Horticulture Club. Thank you both of you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.